Hello, you guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the expansion of the Kingdom Ministries. I'm so sorry if the audio is not good. It's late night car chronicles, and this is just a vent sesh to all my women, to all my ladies, to all the young women that have experienced heartbreak and failed relationships time after time after time. Um, this word's definitely going to be for you. Um, men are definitely included in this because I know that it's not just a female problem. I know that there are good guys out there who struggle with the same thing. They fall for worldly women, just like us women fall for worldly men. And so, really, I just wanted to get on here, and I'm really just letting the Holy Spirit flow on this one. I mean, I always do, but... It was like a thought in my mind, and I was like, I'm very experienced in this. And so I was like, let me just get on here and just say what I have to say. So if you find yourself getting into a relationship with the same type of person but in different bodies, I want you to know that that is a thing called familiar spirit. And you have to go check out my um, one of my podcast episodes that talks about familiar spirits, because this will give you more background on what that is. I mean, if you just sum it up, it's pretty much what it sounds like, a familiar spirit. It's a familiar person, a familiar type of person. It's comfortable to us, because it's something that we're used to, and a lot of humans are built on comfortability and familiarness. Um, If we think that it seems just so natural and comfortable, we assume that it's something that's meant to be. But honestly, that's deception. Um, That's not true in most cases. And we have to start looking at why am I attracting the same type of person but in a different body? Why do I keep falling for these type of men? Why do I keep falling for these type of women? Well, we can no longer point the finger at the person, right? We have to look at ourselves and look inwards and ask ourselves, why are we attracting the same type of people? And it has to do with the fact that, for one, we aren't seeking God first when we're getting into these relationships. And in this world, in this generation, like, it's so hard to live by the word of God. It's so hard to sustain, um, you know, sex before marriage. That theology, that instruction that the Lord has given us is like, it just seems like it's so impossible. Like, how am I going to not have sex before marriage? A lot of people's minds go to, well, what if it's not good? What if our sexual chemistry isn't good? What if I'm disappointment and I just waited all this time? And then now I'm married to someone that doesn't know how to sexually please me. Well, for one, I will say is that that's showing your heart, your heart posture right there, that you're not trusting God. Because God created sex. It's not, Sex is not a bad thing. God created it for one, procreation, and for two, for intimacy and closeness in marriage, though, specifically in marriage, because... A lot of people don't realize that if you have sex with someone, it's like you're getting married. You're spiritually getting married to them. You're connected to them. And imagine if you have sex, 
you've had sex with, like, five people, and those five people, how many people have those people slept with, and then how many have those people that they slept with slept with, and then the list continues to go on, so all of these soul ties are attached to you now, and so you wonder why you're dealing with depression, you wonder why you're dealing with, you know, agitation, you wonder why you're dealing with all of these things, well, it's because you attached yourself, you you pretty much spiritually married someone and all of the soul ties that they're connected to. So God, marriage is a good thing, but it's a very sacred thing, and I don't think that this generation realizes that. And on top of it, look at our generation and how many broken families there are. Like, I know so many baby dads and baby moms, and it's not judging. It's literally me just seeing this happen. Like, we went from, like, if you look at, like, five generations ago to people really having family-structured homes, and this is all a part of the big people's agenda and Satan's plan. He wants to divide families. He wants there to be broken homes. But sex is supposed to be intimate, and it's a good thing. It really is, but it's just supposed to be with who God has assigned to you, you know? And so you think, like, okay, well, what if it's not good enough? Okay, well, now we discuss that you're not having enough faith in God. You have to realize that if God if God made this woman or man for you and he decided before he even created you guys in your mother's womb that this is who you would be flesh of flesh and bone of bone to and that you would partner as one with, then God knows that you guys will be able to sexually satisfy each other. Now, is that going to come right away? It may not. It may be instant. Just They may just know your body and everything like that. But honestly, some they may not. But it's about learning someone. Just like when you first met them, you didn't know, like, their love language. You didn't know their agitations. You didn't know, but you got to learn because you truly care about this person and you truly want to make it work. So you learn their love, their love language. You learned what, you know, their triggers are and you learned everything that there is to know about them and you're constantly learning about them and you're constantly trying to you know be there for your partner because you care about them so if things aren't right right away like you could be like hey you know and talk to your partner about that and then over time like it will be good trust and believe like you just have to have faith in God so you know and then another thing comes to our mind is okay well this person is not going to wait for me Baby girl, if that man or baby boy, if that woman does not want to wait to uh, have sex to have marriage, or at least try to, because let's just be realistic, I know a lot of, like, people that were, they did come together, uh, God put them together, they're supposed to be together, and they folded, they, did, they didn't abstain, they didn't wait to have sex before marriage, and God knows that, but you, we really need to try sustain from that but if they're not willing to wait for you then they do not deserve you you need to know your words which leads me to the second part of why we keep attracting these these same types of people we do not under we do not fully understand our worth or we do but we have a problem standing on business we have a problem of actually standing on what we need to do and so my prayer for you is that God strengthens you to the point where you are not willing to settle for anything and that you know your worth. Like, you have, 
you have these desires in your heart for what you want, and I'm not talking about physically, because there's a lot of women that are, like, that viral post going around, like, if you take me to Cheesecake Factory on the first day, then it's a wrap, you're a dud, blah, 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 and it's like, okay, that's unrealistic. I only want a six-foot-five man, and meanwhile, they're almost pushing dwarfism, like, legal midget status like girl like come on you do not need a tall dude you do not need someone that's that's super fine or super beautiful or super whatever it is like of course god is going to have attraction for the person that you're supposed to be with but they may not be your type you have to get out of what your type is because you're so used to that comfort and so that's another thing like that i struggled with like I always found myself dating men who were in the street life, like, and that's not a representation of who I am and who I've grown as a woman. Like, I am a woman of God, so I have to date a man of God. I cannot be out here dating scammers, dating people who are selling drugs, you know, dating these thug type of street dudes, like, it's a wrap for that because it's a pattern that I noticed that I was continuing to go down. And so what is your type? You have to look at what has your type been? Has it been super fast women, like women who are, you know, dating men just for money and then they're going to give it to you? Like, no, that's not the life that we want to be a part of. Like, and we're not judging those people, but we understand that we cannot align ourselves with someone who is unequally yoked, meaning they don't have the same morals as us. Like, my moral code is that I have to make money the right way. My mom always told me that fast money goes even faster, and it's basically Satan's money. You're not doing it the godly way. And so I've always had that moral code in me that's like, I cannot scam for money. I cannot do this for money. I lived in Vegas, like, and I could not be a part of that 304 or whatever they call it, like basically prostitute life, only fans life. I couldn't do it. It's just not in my moral code. And am I judging other women for it? No, I'm not. I actually pray that they get out of that and that they can do something, you know, that's purposeful and meaningful and, and in the will of God for their life. Because I'll tell you now, that's not God's will for your life to be a drug dealer, to be a prostitute, to, you know, be scamming. Like, that's not in the will of God. And so if you don't morally align with someone, that's your indication right there that you don't need to be with them. And for some reason, I always attracted men that I did not morally align with. And another thing is that just you want to make sure that they believe in Jesus Christ. You guys have to have the same beliefs. Like, um, a man cannot cover you with prayer, go to war with you when demonic oppression and, and attacks come on in your life. They can't do that. They're not spiritually equipped. They don't seek God first, so they're not going to be the best man for you. Because God says that a husband is to serve God. That's the only way that he can serve his wife and that he is to love his wife as he loves God, as he loves the church. So if a man does not have a relationship with Jesus, he is not the one for you. If a woman does not have a relationship with Jesus, she is not the one for you. Separate. Let them know why. And if God wants you guys to be together, 
you know, maybe they'll have an encounter with God and then they'll come to you and be like, oh my gosh, you know, like, I am willing to wait. I am wanting to go to church and seek God with you. I do want to do Bible study with you. But if your partner cannot be a ministry with you, or they're counteracting what you believe in and what you're standing for, then they are not supposed to be with you, point blank, period. And you have to realize that, like, you have a good heart, so you're going to feel bad about doing what's best for you. You're going to feel like, maybe I can pray for them, maybe I can change them, maybe I can fix them. But no, honey, that's not the case. And majority of the time, that is not the case, and God will show you. And you have to realize that you are a grown woman, and this is a grown man. It is not your responsibility to teach him what maybe his parents failed to teach him. It is not your job to teach them how to love God because if it's somebody's free will, it's somebody's choice. You've done all this inner work and inner healing, and you've came to Christ on your own, so they should do the same thing. They should be in the same boat that you are. Now, you two may be completely night and day polar opposites, but the one thing that you guys need to have as a foundation is to be equally yoked in your morals and in your beliefs, meaning you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're seeking him to live a life for Christ, you're carrying your cross, you're letting your flesh die, and you're letting your spirit grow. And you guys believe, like, you know, in the same type of moral codes. Because if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you really know him, you guys are going to have the same morals. You guys aren't going to believe in dirty money. You guys aren't going to believe in, you know, celebrating certain holidays. You guys aren't going to believe in this, this, and that. Like, you guys are going to be morally aligned, and it's going to be the foundation. He may be outgoing, and you may be super calm and reserved. Okay, that's totally fine. God will make that work. It's like you guys are your missing puzzle piece, but you guys have to have that foundation. And that's what I really, really, really want to, like, just scream into your spirit. Like, you cannot change somebody. They have to change for themselves or they have to already have done the work. Now, do you need to be 100% healed to be in a relationship? No, you do not. But you have had to have some type of work done and you have to have an awareness of what is inside of you because the last dude that I dated he wasn't even aware that he had all this trauma it was so normal to him like normalized he didn't even he wasn't even aware and on top of it he was in denial about a lot of stuff so do not waste your energy and precious time trying to get somebody to change or trying to get somebody to see something you know what they're gonna see they're going to see once you leave, and it's going to download into them. Maybe it never will, but they will eventually see, like, okay, I lost a good thing. I lost a good person. I lost a good man. I lost a good woman. Because it's so rare to find a genuine soul in this generation. And a lot of times when you leave for yourself, They'll call you selfish, they'll blame you, they'll do all of these things, they'll hate you, they'll resent you, like, everything. If they're a worldly person, they're not going to know how to have a humble heart and accept things. They're going to point the finger because they don't want to be accountable, and you just have to let that be and pray for them and pray that Jesus will 
you know, have an encounter with them so they believe, and then they can start doing that inner healing work that they need. But you are not their God. You're not Jesus. Lead them to Jesus and go on with your day. You may be waiting a long time before you are actually going to meet someone because in this generation, it's so rare for people to actually want to be with someone that believes in God and be someone that's not a part of this world. So many people are deceived. They're lost. They're lost in this world. They chose this world. They're into fornication. They're into drinking. They're into clubbing. They're into all of these things that are a part of the world. And so we cannot go for the things that we're familiar with. We have to change our tactics. We have to change our type. And we have to pray to God like, God, I want to be with the person that you have for me. So if I have to wait, I don't know how long I'll have to wait, but please give me the patience and please allow me to do the inner work that I need to be to be the best wife that I can possibly be for my husband when I meet him, to be the best husband that I can be for my wife when I meet her. When you cross our paths and you have and we have that divine destiny moment. Do not give up on love. If God has promised you marriage, if God has put marriage in your heart and you desire that, you've desired that for so long, then you have to hold on to the promise that God does have someone for you and you have to realize I'm not settling. Because if you settle, you're settling with a counterfeit. You're settling with someone that oftentimes the devil can work through. The devil can work through people who are not in tune with God. So, you know, if you are if you settle for someone, demons are laughing at you because they're like, oh, yeah, it worked. Now she's with him, you know, or now he's with her. And so because ministry is marriage. And the impact that you and your husband, that you and your wife are going to make in the kingdom of God is going to be so powerful. That's why God chose you two to be together. So the devil is threatened by this, and he throws any arrows or any uh, wolves in sheep clothing, any counterfeit in your way to deceive you, to get you to not be with the person that God has for you. So be praying for your husband, be praying for your wife, that they will not be deceived, that they will be strong, and that they will wait until it's time for God to literally make your guys' paths cross. So you cannot give up on love, but also do not obsess with it. Don't obsess and be watching all these videos about finding your husband and oh he's almost here God's about to make you guys meet no what you need to be obsessed with is God you need to be obsessed with God and you need to be obsessed with being the right person and growing as a person what are your goals what are your financial goals do you want to have a do you want to be a house a a homeowner what state do you want to live what country do you want to live in what career path do you want to go down or if you are already in your career what goals do you want to achieve like we have to be thinking about ourselves god what is in me that needs to be purged god am i impatient do i have um a problem controlling my mouth 
do I have a problem with matching energy? Do I have a problem with this, this, and that, overspending, blah, 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 whatever it is? We want to make sure that we're working on these things because if you are going to be with the person that God has for you, it's going to feel a little bit intimidating in a good way. Like, when you're intimidated to go into that job interview that you know is, like, super just a good opportunity and you start to doubt yourself, like, am I good enough, this and that, it's intimidating. It's intimidating to walk on stage and talk in front of people when you've never done it before. Things that are good for you are going to challenge you and they are going to intimidate you a little bit. So this man of God, you can't just pop out out the mouth to him. You can't put your hands on him. You can't just say, okay, I'm leaving. Like, you can't just leave her on red. You can't, you can't do these things with a caliber type of man or woman, with a man of God, with a woman of God. You cannot do these things. So you, we have to work on ourselves because... Maybe we're just not ready. Maybe there are some things that we need to work on. We have to come different. And so, yes, this man's going to challenge you. You're going to feel like, wow, he's really, like, telling me I need to work on my financial, like, spending habits. And if I haven't done the work on me, I'm going to take it as, you know, him attacking me, and then I'm going to be defensive, and then we're going to just battle. No, when you've done the work, you're like, wow, okay, he's not trying to control me. He will buy me this bag in seconds, but the thing is, is he wants us to be financially wise. Like, we owned our homes, or, you know, we were renting, and now we want to move in together because, you know, we're engaged or we're married. And so we need to be saving our money for this. We need to be saving our money for this trip. We need to be, you know, we have to think about the future and times of need and, and blessing others. So we can't just be spending on anything. Like a man of God, a woman of God is going to challenge you. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. If you're healed, you're not going to take it as they're attacking you, you're going to take it as, oh, they're trying to help me. They're trying to help me grow into the person that I need to be. Vice versa, you're going to do the same thing with them with their shortcomings. And that's what marriage is all about. It's about helping each other and uplifting each other and and having a ministry. Like, what does a ministry do? It helps others. So you're going to, you guys are going to be motivating other people like, wow, there is hope wow, God really put them together, you know, like, um, divorce is at an all-time high, marriage is at an all-time low, families are at an all-time low, like, uh, broken families are at an all-time high, like, life is crazy, we want to make sure that we're seeking someone that has a relationship with God, so I'm just trying to think if I missed anything, I feel like I've said you know, just from my experience and what God has been showing me, um, you know, really study the word about what God says about, you know, marriage and about what he requires and about, you know, the law that he's written about that because we want to make sure that we're equipped to go into this world, which is crazy, so that way we're we're able to discern, like, when someone is or isn't for us. Like, I remember I... If you haven't listened to Pastor Jerry Flowers, please check him out. Like, he's so wise. Like, he's just so real and so wise. And he has millions of messages in one message. But what he said was when he met his wife, 
his wife was like, I can't talk to you anymore. And he was like, I didn't do anything. And she was like, I'm trying to figure out who sent you. Woof. That's a word right there. She was like, even though I like him, even though things are going good, I have to take some time and figure out who sent this man. Was it God? I can't let my emotions blind me. Is it the enemy that sent him? I need to really figure this out for myself. I need to put it in God's hands and seek him about this and get confirmation. And then, of course, she did, and then now they're married, and now they have a ministry, and now they're helping millions of people, and they're literally a power couple for God. They're being used by God in a mighty and powerful way. And so that's how we need to be. Like, we need to figure out who sent us this person. Was it God or was it the devil? Friends-wise, too, because some friends, because they're miserable and they don't, they're not willing to do the work to, you know, sustain from sex or, you know, work on themselves and not go after the same type of people or they've had a failed marriage. They're going to try to plant seeds of doubt in your mind and encourage you to do the opposite of what God wants. Like, even if it doesn't have to do with a relationship, they're going to be like, let's go to the club. Let's find a dude. Let's find a girl. Like, you, we need to make sure, like, who sent you? Like, and yes, a lot of my friends, have different types of opinions and beliefs, but I feel like it's a little bit different with a friend versus an actual intimate partner that you're going to build a life with and be in a relationship and and maybe build a family with, you know, like, it's like, okay, girl, I can love you from a distance. I can pray that you, you know, change your ways. I'm going to be here for you when you need me. I'm not going to encourage you or support the behavior that I don't believe in, but I'm still going to love you. But with a relationship, like an intimate relationship, we have to really, really figure out, like, did God send you? Are you sent by God? Because if you're sent by Satan, I don't care how much I love you. I will cry until I am black and blue. I will feel sick over this and hurt and cry in agony before I settle for a counterfeit, before I settle for someone that is not for me. There's no hate. Realize that you have to let go of resentment and hate and the pain that they have caused you. They don't know what they do. Like, Jesus literally, after he got beaten and during and all this hung on the cross, he was like, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Like, we need to get to that heart posture where we're acting like Jesus and we're like, you know what? They hurt me. They cheated on me. They lied to me. They stole from me. They did all these grimy, dirty Judas things. But God, forgive them for they know not what they do. I forgive them and I pray that they will come to you so that you can do a work in them. And, you know, learn to just let it go. Learn to just let it be. Learn to let go of people. And it doesn't have to be beef. It doesn't have to be hate. You can choose to be the bigger person because I'm telling you right now, God is going to bless you for blessing your enemies. It says it in scripture. And not only is God going to bless you for that, he'll bless you for giving up the person that you truly love letting go of them, and surrendering to God's will. God, I surrender. I'm getting on my knees right now, arms open wide. I surrender to you, God. I'm Here I am. I'm back again. Like, I'm sorry that I chose this relationship over you. I knew in my heart and my spirit that you were telling me this person isn't for me. 
But, yeah, I still try to do things my own way. But, God, here I am. I'm repenting. I'm turning from my wicked ways, my simple ways. And I'm choosing you. I surrender to your will. I surrender to your plan. I don't care if I have to be lonely for a year or for two years. I don't care if I have to sustain from sex for three, five, six years. Like, I don't care about any of that. I'm not going to focus on tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough trouble. Tomorrow has enough sin of its own. That's what God says. That's what the words that came straight out of Jesus' mouth. I'm going to focus on today. I'm taking one step at a time. But right now, what I'm doing is I'm surrendering to you, God. I give it all up. Do you know how happy that makes God when you choose to let go of something that you really wanted or someone that you really loved, and you're choosing to do things God God's way? I promise you that what you're letting go, who you're letting go of, it's going to be so worth it. God is has he has someone better for you. He has someone that he specifically designed and made just for you. Like just for you. But oh, thank you Holy Spirit. This is another thing that God is saying. He wants to make sure that even if you do have your husband, even if you do have your wife, that you're not going to put them on the throne of your life, that you're not going to choose them over God, that you'll be like, um, okay, why can't I think of his name? I think it was Abraham. You know who I'm talking about, where he was willing to sacrifice his son on that altar, and God was like, okay, stop, you don't have to do it. Like, I am so pleased with your faith. We have to be to the point where it's like, God, I know that this person is for me, that you designed them for me, but if I have to let them go, if I have to choose you over them, I'm going to do that. God wants us to get in that type of place where we do not obsess over our husband or our wife, that we understand that it's God before anyone else, even the person that God chose for us. That's really going to make your marriage last even longer because the second that you put something as an idol in your life, God's going to, to tear it down. So if we're putting our husband and our wife before God, God's going to be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. This is not what I designed for. Y'all need to be seeking me and loving me first. I'm the head over the household. Then it's the man, then it's the woman, and then it's the children if you do guys have if you guys have children. But we have to make sure that we're putting God first before anyone or anything. And so if you're the type of person where you get so emotionally invested into someone and you're willing to sacrifice your life for someone that you love, which is a good character trait to have, but you need to realize that maybe God's making you sit down into a place until you're able to choose God over anything, over anyone, over anything. Sometimes we praise the blessing more than we praise the person that gave us that blessing. We're praising our husband, we're praising our wife more than we're praising the one who blessed us with this person, the one who created this person. And so, you know, and if we have troubles, if we have things in our life, like, we have to go to God. We have to go to God and be like, God, my husband is frustrating me right now. Please help me. Help me have patience. Help me have the fruits of the Spirit, Lord, because right now I, he's testing me. He's testing me, okay? And so we're going to God, and we're being humble and humbling ourselves 
And so if you're willing to do that, but your partner isn't, then that's unfair. It's unfair that you're the only one that's covering them in prayer. It's unfair that you're the only one that's willing to lay down your ego and your pride. It's unfair. You want to be with someone who's seeking God and is willing to do the same exact thing for you. You deserve that. You deserve everything that you give out. So believe if you are pure, if you have a good heart, if you're loyal, if you're loving, if you're kind, if you're patient, if you're willing to put your pride to the side, understand that there's people out there that are just like you. you we're, we're, we are a rare breed, but there are people like us. So know that if God has promised you a marriage, a husband, a wife, you're going to have it, but it's in God's perfect timing. So I really hope that this helps someone, like, literally, like, I wish I had someone to give me this advice or this confirmation, like, sooner. So, God, if you can reach whoever needs to hear this message, I pray that it does. Pray that it blesses them, gives them the confirmation that they need, gives them the motivation, and the, and it lights a fire under them to really just be patient and to wait on your timing, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Until next time, guys, God bless.